0: And gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members. Uh, My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Daily Reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 549, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading 1 Kings chapter 10 verses 14 through 21. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Word. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to understand it, and to apply it, Lord, to my life, and to all of our lives, and help us to choose, to obey it, and to live by it. For your glory, praise, and honor, for the lifting up of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, and for our own good. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing. Thus saith the Lord. The Word of God, the Holy Bible, at 1 Kings, chapter 10, verses 14 through 21. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred three score and six talents of gold. Beside that he had of the merchantmen and of the traffic of the spice merchants and of all the kings of Arabia and of the governors of the country. And King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold, 600 shekels of gold went to one target. And he made 300 shields of beaten gold. Three pounds of gold went to one shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. The throne had six steps, and the top of the throne was round behind, and there were stays on either side on the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the stays. And twelve lions stood there on the one side and on the other upon the six steps. There was not the like made in any kingdom. And all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold. And all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold, none were of silver. It was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you will help us to remember it and to understand it and to comprehend it. Help us to grow thereby. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead around the world service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third, president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Charles Haddon Spurgeon's magnificent treasury of David. This is episode number 144. We're at Psalm 16, five. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. With what confidence and bounding joy does Jesus turn to Jehovah, whom his soul possessed and delighted in? content beyond measure with his portion in the Lord his God. He had not a single desire with which to hunt after other gods. His cup was full and his heart was full too. Even in his sorest sorrows, he still laid hold with both his hands upon his father, crying, my God, my God. He had not so much as a thought of falling down to worship the prince of this world. Although tempted with an all these will I give thee, we too can make our boast in the Lord. He is the meat and the drink of our souls. He is our portion supplying all our necessities and our cup yielding royal luxuries. Our cup in this life and our inheritance in the life to come as children of the Father who is in heaven, we inherit by virtue of our joint heirship with Jesus all the riches of the covenant of grace. And the portion which falls to us sets upon our table the bread of heaven and the new wine of the kingdom who will not be satisfied with such dainty diet. Our shallow cup of sorrow we may well drain with resignation that they themselves shall maintain, and shallow cup of sorrow we may well drain with resignation, since the deep cup of love stands side by side with it, and will never be empty. Thou maintainest my lot. Some tenants have a covenant in their leases that they themselves shall maintain and uphold, but in our case, Jehovah himself maintains our lot. Our Lord Jesus delighted in this truth that the Father the father was on his side and would maintain his right against all of the wrongs of men. He knew that his elect would be reserved for him and that almighty power would preserve them as his lot and reward forever. Let us also be glad because the judge of all the earth will vindicate our righteous cause. Our righteous cause. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we thank you so much for your holy word and your servant uh, expounding on your holy word. We give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for us say, Amen. We are now uh, at the family segment of this devotional, what I call and what I have dubbed the family verses, and we have been dealing with these same verses for going on 800 services, Uh, I mean this passage of scripture, rather. Ephesians 5 and 6 and I do know that some of you don't some of you don't like it some of you do uh, but uh, sometimes when you're teaching people you have to go over it over and over and over again especially when it comes to the Bible. If you know anything about the Bible, God is constantly calling people in the Old Testament and in the New Testament to remembrance. God is big on remembrance. God does not repeat himself much as far as his acts and what he wants done. Uh, God is so awesome, he can say it just one time. And you I mean, that's, that's what you better do. And, uh, and so he is... Very interested throughout the scriptures and uh, throughout our lives uh, in calling us to remembrance. That's what communion is about. Remembrance. Remember what Jesus Christ did for you. Remember how you met him at the cross. Remember... What he did for you. How he saved your soul. He suffered. He bled and he died on the cross. For your sins. He paid your sin debt. Was buried and rose on the third day. Uh, Jesus is not going to die on the cross again now. Okay. So he wants you to remember what he did. And God is big on that. If you read the scriptures you'll see that. And much of Christianity, as the Lord has shown me and I have told you, is about putting people in remembrance of what God said and how that you better do it for your own good, very seriously. Today we're at verse 4 of chapter 6. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Again, God addresses fathers. Why? Because fathers are not only the head of the wife, uh, the father is the head of the children. And uh, many fathers do not like the job of a father. He expresses his love differently than the mother. Uh, his role is to love them as far as training them and teaching them and preparing them for life, and uh, that includes discipline, and and take quite frankly, it takes a father to do that. I'm sorry, ladies, if you feel slighted, but you don't have that kind of authority. I have been the disciplinarian and lovingly so of my children. Uh, my wife. Marika White uh, did not rise to the occasion to be a good mother, but I had her to help me do, uh, had her to help me do my job, and um, she uh, would not and could not really be the disciplinarian. So I thank God that we have stayed together as a married couple so that uh, I could raise the children. And I told her what I wanted her to do to help me and insisted that she do that. So she did her job but uh, I had to insist on it and make sure she did it. Unfortunately, and uh, and because the children did not get the softer side of Sears, uh, meaning she did not, they they did not get the motherly love that they uh, should have gotten. Uh, they started calling me the father and the mother. And to this day, my daughters especially, are trying to find uh, motherly love from other uh, Christian women in the church and things like that. And searching out their grandparents and uh, and their aunties and cousins and so forth. And they're, they're searching for that motherly love. And because I intentionally, hear me well, I intentionally kept my uh, children from both sides of the family. Why? Because you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. skins. And one of the biggest problems when it comes down to family is that we all have some memories, and we maybe even fond memories. For example, I can remember the stained glass windows, right, being raised in church, but nobody really being saved. And, and those traditions feel warm and comfy, if you understand what I mean. And so sometimes parents foolishly want their children to experience some of the warm and comfy stuff That by the way we can have the ability to make Mormon comfort when in fact they really were not. So we, you know, everybody gets to a level of comfort in their lives, and uh, it is never perfect because we're all sinful. And then we say, well, I want my children to experience that. Kind of thing, and, 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 and oftentimes it is nothing but tradition. Tradition can damn you to hell, and so I kept my children from all of the foolishness that I grew up in, and and the, and and from the uh, evil people in my family, the evil people in her family. Uh, for most, are religious church going, but uh, not truly saved, and, and, and all they would have received is a bunch of traditionalism and disobedience and rebelliousness and foolishness, <clears throat> and it would have messed them up. Now that they're, they're grown, what I have told them, if they want to touch uh, touch base with and reach out to their grandmothers and aunts, and so forth, and cousins. Do so, if that's what you want to do, because you're grown now. But be careful that you don't allow them to influence you. And so, uh, I share that with you, uh, to help you understand you don't have to stay around your family. Unless you have a good, godly, Christian marriage and family, <clears throat> you come out of such a family, where everybody is say, is say the father was a loving disciplinarian, the mother was a a warm and cuddly loving uh, woman who hugged you and told you "I love you" and so forth and so on. If you got a good situation like that, stay nearby because you know your grandmothers and grandfathers and all of that can help you. And help your children as well. That's a beautiful situation if you have that. But if you don't have that, you don't need to keep on putting generation after generation into the same old mess. I broke the mold. I broke uh, the generational continuation of being religious but lost. Comfy but on your way to hell. Verse 4, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You do not have to provoke your children. God wants you to bring them up in the nurture, that's the love, care of the Lord, and also admonition, rebuke, and chastisement. And you have to love your children enough To do both Can't You can't do just one side And and, and say you love your children You got to have both and Love and nurture And patting them on the back And encouraging them And then you have to have uh, uh, Corporal punishment That's why My oldest daughter Who's just barely 30 Uh drove up from her mansion and drove up in a Mercedes uh, to visit us the other day uh, because uh, I trained her that way. Uh, I patted her on the back when she did good and whipped her behind when she did wrong which was not as many times as some others and, uh, but God will bless your children and she, she, uh, she was a good child and uh, her sister rode in the Mercedes with her. And uh, and God has blessed her because she did what I told her to do. And, uh, and she honored her father and gave me the joy and the privilege to move them into their place and get them bedroom sets and all of that at the beginning and uh, Uh, And they have done wonderfully. And I want that for you and your children as well. So do it God's way is both and. Now let's pray for all families, those who are saved, those who are lost. And let's pray for others. Holy Father God in heaven, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for our time here today and around your holy word. And Holy Father God, I do pray. For the salvation of families that don't know you as Savior. For the revival of families that do. And I pray that both would obey your Holy Word and take advantage of the uh, blessing of your Holy Word. We also pray for the salvation of the lost. For the revival of the saved. For the healing of the sick. For the comfort of the grieving and mourning around the globe, and of course our country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also pray, Lord, for the people who are hurting around the globe from the coronavirus plague and other plagues. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Nebraska resident Mike Acquazino. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Frank Bavilio. We pray for the family and friends of Delaware resident Carol Powers Case. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Nasham Wooden. And we pray for the family and friends of Connecticut resident Elvin Graveline. And Lord God in heaven, we pray now for a new r- a prayer report, uh, praise report and prayer report, prayer request from Pastor Bushibi. And Lord, we thank you for the souls saved at the church meetings. Thank you for the good report from the meetings in Soroti. Thank you for Timothy's recovery. Please heal Melanie's eyes and bless the surgery. We pray, Lord, for Cecil. Please protect them as they travel to a family reunion and bless the Sunday school and worship Service help them all to return to their homes as new creatures in Christ. Lord, we pray for Adele. Please bring divine peace and love in her family. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the salvation of uh, Sasim Paja uh, Dennis in Kampala, Uganda. Uh, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry by your grace and your might, lord i don't know how you do it i just thank you that you do it we pray for shirley we pray for help we pray for merck and we pray for don we commit these souls into your hands we also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you have them all to grow in the faith and be the strong Christians you want them to be. And to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Dennis, Dada, Ebenezer, Joseph, and Tracy. And Lord, we pray for all of the thousands of folks who have uh, rededicated. I mean, Lord, we pray for all of the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests. Hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. And Lord, we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And upon us as well. And uh, lift our burdens, cares, anxieties, troubles, problems and fears, and fill us with your peace and joy. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I may be preaching tonight. Spread the word, Lord willing. We'll see you then, if the Lord leads me to do that. Uh, God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world. These are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, God gave up his only begotten Son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross. For our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our uh, taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans ten, nine and thirteen that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner And I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past. and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Mm. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life. And that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, Uh, And this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.